0: too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com slash Therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com slash Therapy30.
1: Take Command podcasts here on Odyssey Sports. Last couple of minutes, let's take a dive into the Monday mailbag. I have two questions. We'll take about five minutes total on this, Logan. Okay. Uh, let's go with this one first from Yusuf. So, said, given health is not an issue, will Scott deploy really exotic looks like Samuel in the backfield, Gibson out wide, things like that with Wentz as quarterback? Uh, and he says, I think speed and flexibility of the skill positions offer the possibility of a very creative, hard-to-guess offense.
2: Yes, I think is the answer. And I have some information on that specifically that makes me very confident in that answer. <laughs> and I think when you – and it's not just – it's also when you look at the way Ron talks about him, when you look at mm-hmm. the way Scott talks about him, they talk about him his ability to be like that um, that Swiss Army knife for the offense. Talking right? about I, Curtis Samuel. Kurt, yeah, Curtis yeah. Samuel specifically, right? Being able to play running back, be able to play slot. And I think the only limiting factor there is like how smart is he? And you might know better than me, Craig. I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet, but I've heard – He's a very bright guy. So yeah,
1: I haven't had a chance to talk to him, but obviously watch him in Carolina and even a little bit that he played last year. And look, it was a very little bit that he played last year, but like when right. he was in there, he was all over the place. It was very yeah. clear that they wanted to do that stuff. They did some of it with DeAndre Carter. They did some of it with some other guys. They used McKissick. And, and, like, when it's McKissick, it looks less obvious because we're used to a running back kind of right. doing all of these things. But when it's in reverse and all of a sudden receivers in the backfield, it's like, whoa, look at them getting all fancy. But when you have those guys that can do all that stuff together and all of a sudden, you know, let's say – I mean, you could theoretically break the huddle and, like, have – two backs, one receiver, whatever, and yeah. your two backs are McKissick and Gibson, they go wide and Samuel's in the backfield. And, like, as a defense, you're trying to figure out, again, if, if you're trying to make it confusing for a defense to figure out alignment and assignment, and nobody's where they're, quote-unquote, supposed to yeah. be, like, that's the kind of stuff that offensive coordinators – like, if I'll put it this way, to answer the question, yes, I expect that, because if they built this roster without that in mind – They would be the dumbest staff in the NFL, and I do not think they're the dumbest staff in the NFL. And and frankly, they'd be dumber than a staff that could ever get hired in the NFL. And they are certainly not that. Like this is a roster built for versatility, so obviously they're going to be versatile.
2: Yeah, and also I think even kind of like to piggyback on your point, like the most simple way you can deploy that is let's say you go four wide receivers, one tight end. Defenses have personnel checks Mm -hmm. to that formation, to that personnel grouping, right? So a lot of teams go Tampa two, right? They go two safeties deep. Right, You run the Tampa up the middle and then you have now the ability to motion him in and have a backfield and you can run out of that Right, with a guy who's very dynamic with the football on his hand. That's one of the reasons Kyle was so successful with Debo is it mm-hmm. puts these defenses in these really weird conundrums because no longer can you run and call your normal stuff. To Cinco personnel, which is four wide receivers and one tight end, because now Curtis is in there. Mm -hmm. And so you might hedge a little bit and say, oh, well, we got to run cover three because we need that other man in the fit for the run. Mm -hmm. But now, if they go regular Cinco personnel stuff, which is a lot of horizontal and vertical separation and route concept, you're screwed. Because you can't defend that. So that's like the most basic way that it becomes advantageous. Now, Craig was talking about running backs and all that. That's, yeah. that's another way you could do it for right. sure. Well, even beyond think,
1: scheme, it's personnel, right? Like you come yeah. out there and it's like, oh, we're in our dime. And then all of a sudden, Curtis Samuel's running up the middle and, against yeah. your dime defense. And that's not ideal if you're, if you're on the defensive Correct. side of things. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So I think so, that's – I'd love to see that for sure.
1: All right, last question. This one from Jeremy. What position group do you have the most optimism about and which is the biggest concern for the commanders. I'll go first on this one. I think middle linebacker, as we just discussed, is still the biggest concern. Logan did a great job there, and and we dove in, including a big giant cheesecake uh, factory menu analogy (laughs) on the difficulties of that position and why there is some to be desired, even if we think that Jamin and Cole can be a lot better this year. To me, that's the biggest concern. And honestly, receiver is the one I'm most excited about if Curtis Samuel's healthy. Like, Terry's... Great. And if he had other people next to him, what can he do? If Curtis Samuel is healthy, he is one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. I really like Dotson. Like the more I've watched him, the more I've talked uh, to people about him, the more I like him. And then, and then you still got. You know, can De'Ami Brown be anything? Can Cam yeah. Sims be anything? Like, they, they are going to be battles there in training camp, too, of, of who ultimately is going to make this team and how that plays out. I am fascinated uh, at what they can do at receiver. I, I, that's the one I have the most optimism about. Although, I guess optimism is a funny word if you're, like, being optimistic about the health of Curtis Samuel given recent history.
2: Right. Well, and also, like, you know, Like that's, I mean, that's, yeah, I agree. But I think that's a good group to be pumped, fired up about, maybe not optimistic. The group that I'm probably most optimistic about is the tight end group at the moment. And I'll tell you why. So not only do they have John Bates, who is like my spirit animal reincarnated, (laughs) like a guy who loves blocking and is also pretty solid in the pass game. But they've got these three kind of very special athletes that could be contributing this year. Obviously, um, Cole Turner, like out of Nevada, the tight end, I think he kind of presents like everyone was kind of like, oh, they need to draft a big receiver. They kind of said, well, maybe we don't go big receiver. Maybe we get a guy who can play tight end, play a little receiver, and be a mismatch because of size and catch radius. And that, to me, is exciting because it kind of speaks to your Curtis Samuel conundrum, right? Because you bring him out there, right? And he's not—he ran a 4-7. He's not the fastest guy in the world. But because of the size, like, how do you match up with him? Do you put a linebacker on him? Do you put a safety— a nickel dime like what does that look like for you when you match in 12 personnel and so not only do you have him but you have Hodges the guy out of uh, Arizona State who I've talked to to with you about I know on Mm -hmm. the phone previously he's 6'8 35 inch vertical converted wide receiver and when you watch rookie minicamp he understands stems and understands how how to like um, break his breaks are excellent for a man of his size so I say to myself again like that's two guys right there that Again, they have to do a lot of growing and there's a lot of projection there, but they could be really big contributors to this team in terms of that mismatch issue, you know? And I think that's something that's really exciting to keep an eye on moving forward, right? And um, in terms of skepticism or worry, like obviously middle linebacker, like you mentioned, is something that I'm a little concerned about. And even if they. Even if they don't sign a veteran, I'm concerned about depth, period, right? Because mm. we saw what happens when those guys get banged up. There's not a lot after them, right? right. So I think that's something to consider. But also, I think, uh, secondary, corner specifically. Yes. No, depth, that's another like, one. I love, I love Benjamin St. Juice. I thought he did excellent last year. But he's coming off a three-concussion year, which is a little bit crazy. And then, obviously, um, William Jackson the Third, up and down performance, to put it mildly. So... What is, do you need another piece there or is that more of a scheme change? Like those are some questions I have and I'd like to see some, another depth piece, depth piece added.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree there. Corner is definitely concerning safety. Safety is intriguing. Um, I think that's the best way. Like, I'm not, I'm not optimistic about it, but I like Cam Curl. Bobby McCain was was yeah. good, you know, and the, you know, just one of the young guys. Whether it's it's Butler or Forrest, who they drafted last year, mm-hmm. there, who a lot of people liked, is like one of those guys step up and become that Buffalo nickel or uh, an impact player in any kind of way. So I, I'm intrigued by the, the safety position, but concerned about corner that is that is for sure for sure all right on thursday's show we will continue our nfce scouting reports with dallas and uh we'll see we'll see what else we come up with between now and then uh Logan will have a Twitter account. Maybe we'll just spend forty yes. minutes talking about your new Twitter <laughs> account and your thoughts, your initial <laughs> thoughts on Twitter. No, we will. We'll do other things uh, on the Mondays. So, yeah, we, yeah. Breakdown. Yeah, we'll, keep, and we'll keep going t- on the mailbags. Uh, we'll keep yeah. going with some additional breakdowns. So make sure that you subscribe wherever you are listening right now, and you do not miss an episode. Uh, until then, have. Craig, I got a question. I got
2: a question real quick. Yeah. Does Does them subscribing help us out?
1: It does. Yes, it does. So do that. And by the way, it helps them out. Yes. Because you don't have to go you have to remember oh what day is it did Craig and Logan put out a podcast? No, you just open your podcast app and there we are waiting right on you. We're like, "Hey. There we go. Hello, <laughs> new podcast for your earballs. Uh, so go do that wherever it is that you. And plus, you know, tell your friends too. Be like, "Hey, did you know that that Hoffman and Paulson got a podcast now? You don't have to wait till pregame in the Correct. fall. Got yes. football in May. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. You'll have a good one. See you Thursday.